0: Hi everyone welcome to this episode of the transform tv podcast series uh today i am joined with by luke behrens who and i hope i said that right who is director of global sustainable sourcing from mars uh, luke thank you so much for joining us welcome thank you for having me maria my pleasure so you know this is a really cool topic a really interesting topic and i know that you're doing a lot uh so we're going to be talking today about Um, or we're going to be spotlighting, I guess it's probably the best way, Mars's bold commitment to sustainable procurement and the coalition that you guys are forming with PepsiCo and McCormick to tackle scope three emissions. Now, you're one of the few global organizations, aren't you, that are going above and beyond uh, the call of duty to gain visibility into your extended supply network to tackle carbon footprint. Um, so I guess let's. Why don't we start first with maybe you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing, and we'll go from there.
1: Sure. Yeah, 28 years with uh, with the company, so a, a lifetime. Uh, spent most of those years in the different procurement uh, roles in the chocolate division and food division. Um, as a buyer, I got involved in the sustainability issues, and that was my you know, first step into the sustainability space. And three years ago, I joined the corporate sustainability team. And now my role is to, to support, to help the procurement teams in Mars Inc. to uh, integrate sustainability in, in, in our sourcing strategies and actions. That's it in the nutshell.
0: your background is engineering, isn't it? So you've obviously got sort of that background that leads to critical thinking and, you know, you're not approaching it from the perspective of you didn't graduate studying sustainability, it's something you got into, right?
1: Correct, correct. And to be totally frank with you, um, the reason why I got into it, um, where I started to work as a rice buyer at that time, uh, working with, with farmers, actually it was to, to, com- to, to get a, a grip on, on quality and quality and food safety issues. But, you know, once we had those uh, under control, you know, you, you start to look into the other issues because you build up relationships with those farmers. So you get interested in the social and environmental issues that uh, these farmers are dealing with. And uh, that was the start of, uh, of my sustainability uh, uh, journey, at least. So let's, let's dive into my first question, which works
0: around mostly the fact that you've got quite a lot of suppliers don't you? Uh, And I imagine that a lot of the carbon footprint comes from them. So there's quite a lot of work that you're doing there. Now, you recently announced um, this coalition to mobilize suppliers on climate action and uh, you're partnering with McCormick and PepsiCo, as I mentioned. Can you tell me a little bit more about this coalition and uh, the impact it's gonna have on your relationships with your
1: suppliers? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, as you said rightly, the, um, the majority of our carbon footprint is in the extended supply chain. So it's, it's with our suppliers, scope three, um, as you said. So we need our suppliers to, to work on, uh, on climate action so that we can achieve our climate goals and our climate targets. So we were looking for, um, you know, what is the best way to engage and to mobilize our supplier base? And that uh, brought us to this uh, partnership with Guidehouse. Um, and PepsiCo and McCormick who uh, who joined a bit uh, a bit later um, to uh, equip uh, suppliers to provide them with guidance resources how to go through that journey of footprinting target setting and climate action plans um, the good news is that other industry peers uh, have shown interest and this coalition is quickly quickly growing mm-hmm. and- Delicious- yeah. Oh, was it, uh, I
0: was going to say, and how is it working? I mean, how, how, how exactly does it work, if you don't mind telling us?
1: No, no, sure, it? sure, sure. Currently, it's, it's a voluntary ask um, to our suppliers. Um, but we, we also notice that more and more suppliers are getting increasingly aware that working on climate action will become the norm. Um, also, you know, carbon will come at a cost sooner or later. So it's better to, uh, you know, to start now um, mm-hmm. working on, on climate. Um, it's voluntary at the moment, but we will firm up uh, our requirements. And we will come to that, I think, later in the conversation. We, we are transforming our, uh, our supply chains. Um, and we're going to, you know, um, we want to do that with those suppliers that are joining us on this, uh, on this climate action journey. And you talked about, I think, if I remember correctly, um,
0: the the first phase, which is the first year of the program, is going to be about educating your suppliers on greenhouse gas reduction and helping them calculate their emissions um, uh, so that they have their own targets, et cetera. So once this is complete, and how long is it going to take? But once this is complete, what's the next step after that?
1: Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think that that three steps. So indeed, as you said, it starts with footprinting, then uh, setting science-based uh, targets. The next step would be to to offer suppliers um, a new set of you know, uh, tracks support, which will be how to do how to then develop climate action plans, um, how to work together on building renewable electricity infrastructure in those places where it doesn't exist how to work together on stopping deforestation and, and how to mobilize uh, farmers to, you know, to move to more regenerative farming practices that also will reduce carbon. So that's, that's one. Secondly, step by step, we're bringing in more and more suppliers um, into this program. So we are scaling up. Um, and thirdly, as I said uh, before, we are uh, bringing in uh, new coalition partners. So Mm -hmm. retailers and uh, our industry peers, they are very much interested to join the coalition. And the beauty is that, you know, we often share the same suppliers. So we come with one aligned ask to to our suppliers. Um, We increase leverage if if, if you want to say, but we also make it easier for for the supplier because we give them free of charge support on how to then, you know, get started on this climate
0: journey. You know, I've got to say that I'm impressed because, you know, it's rare for a supply chain or a, an organization to look beyond its own first tier of supply chain, right? So, I mean, it's hard for people to map out their supply chain end to end and deal with those targets and goals that you've got internally. But to do that across multiple suppliers and multiple tiers, um, what, what led you to that? I mean, what why, why are you doing it, if I can be so bold as to ask that?
1: Why working on climate action, Marie? Yeah, or,
0: or
1: yeah but, why, you-
0: but why do it beyond your, I mean, I'm just being cynical and thinking mm-hmm.
1: about most
0: organizations will say they're doing it and they look at their, okay, I'm going to do my first, you know, bit here. But mm-hmm. to extend beyond, it's, it's, it's very impressive. It's very, very
1: good and very forward thinking yeah and 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 desperately needed uh, of course if, if we look if we look at our footprint then yes we, we have done a lot of work in uh, in our own operations and our own factories but that's 5 max 7% of our total footprint the the majority of uh, of, the, of the carbon impact that we as a business are having on this planet lies in the materials that we source so mm. we, we need our suppliers to Join us on this journey. We need the farmers that deliver to the suppliers to join us on this journey. Otherwise, we won't achieve our targets. And even more important, we won't help this planet. Yes. And so
0: has have there been any teething problems, any difficulties in trying to get your extended supply network to uh, to embrace the goals that you have?
1: Um, it, 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 it takes time and you see, you know, and you see suppliers that are more progressive than, uh, than others. Um, this is also, you know, one of the reasons why we make it voluntary, you know, at the start. So we give suppliers the chance to get, to get ready, to get their own organization in place and to make a conscious des- uh, choice and conscious decision if they want to join us on this climate journey or not. Um, if they don't, those suppliers will very likely not be part of our future supplier base.
0: Well, I was just going to say that. I was going to say, I mean, it's voluntary, which is great, but is this is the sign of times to come. You know, right. I think, uh, I, I don't know, but I think that in some period of time, whether it's a year from now or 10 years from now, I don't think many large-scale organizations are going to want to sign up to work with a supplier that doesn't have uh, these kinds of goals in place. And that, doesn't, that isn't able to give this, the kind of transparency that consumers and shareholders are demanding, right? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, and this is where the coalition is powerful. If we as, as Mars, as an off-taker, are communica- communi- communicating sorry, this to our suppliers, then yes, it can have an impact or it doesn't have an impact. If however, you know, our industry peers and retailers are coming with the same ask, that will help to, to get everybody, or at least the majority, mobilized and uh, active on this uh, on this climate journey. You know, I was um, I was reading up about the um, uh,
0: five core principles that you have that essentially within Mars that help with business decisions that you have. Can you talk to me about those?
1: yeah sure um you know our, our business uh, which is over 100 years old is is founded on uh, on five mass principles um and these five mass principles you know are uh, our guide in in everything that uh, that we do and to, to pick out one uh, you know one is mutuality so um we we don't think it's very effective to push down requirements simply down the uh, down the supply chain or up the supply chain whatever way you want to look at it um we want to you know work with our suppliers we want to offer them you know the necessary help to you know to get in this case started on climate action and we do that also on on food safety and another other issues that are important to us important to our consumers and important to this planet and the coalition that we build. Um, again, the free of uh, the free of charge support that we are offering through Guidehouse is a good illustration of this mutuality principle.
0: Can, can we jump now to more practical? So something more practical. I mean, our audience are supply chain procurement, digital, logistics, operations leaders who are. Uh, you could argue, if we're, again, if we're being cynical, are busy on the day-to-day crisis mode that the pandemic mm-hmm. has has yielded. We're still firefighting. Um, you know, I noticed, I read somewhere that, um, you, you recognize the impact that procurement can play in sustainability and therefore you united your previously separate sustainability and procurement functions into one. Uh, can you talk to us about the decision-making behind that and also what impact this had on global sourcing activities?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I should start with saying that, you know, sustainability sourcing professionals have always been part of our procurement function. So, okay, this is a group of people that is helping the buyers, procurement leaders, to understand the social and environmental risks of their sourcing uh, routes. Um, they are helping the procurement leads to develop the right sourcing strategy uh, and, you know, are developing and managing Change programs in order to, to drive the uh, you know, the necessary change. Uh, what did change is indeed that we merged two roles, two critical roles of Chief Sustainability Officer and Chief Procurement Officer into one, and that has led to uh, to you know uh, changes. And to pick to pick out uh, two, you know, one is that we are challenging procurement leaders. Um, so buyers are being challenged more to think more transformative in how they should source their materials. So rethink you know, the way key materials should be, um, should be sourced and building supply chains that are resilient and fit for future. So going beyond what we are doing today. So I think that is a big change and a result of merging those two roles. Because um, as you said, the procurement department is crucial in delivering our sustainability goals, not only on climate, but also on a lot of social aspects. majority of the sustainability issues, all opportunities lie in the, uh, the materials that, uh, that we source. And I think a, a second um, example is, you know, as we talked about before, is uh, you know, how can we mobilize our suppliers behind a um, um, one of our sustainability objectives, in this case, uh, climate action. And this uh, this coalition that we built together with Guidehouse, PepsiCo, McCormick, and uh, Mondelez, by the way, uh, RBI, Jam, Curie, uh, they already committed as well, so they're joining the coalition. And- uh, several, Yeah, correct, and, and several others, the, the Nestles, the, um you know unilever uh, you know the, the usual suspects <laughs> mm. they are um, they are being approached as well as well as retailers by the way so um yeah I, I think that's another good example of you know how combining chief procurement officer and chief sustainability officer has led to new initiatives that you know both help our procurement department but also help our uh, our suppliers our strategic suppliers to uh, to work effectively on, um, on, on sustainability um, topics. I mean, you, you, you alluded a little bit
0: briefly there to issues beyond sustainability, social uh, issues as well. I know that you all have very bold diversity and inclusion goals as well. Could you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Yes. Um, it, we, we have bold goals, um, you know, now on. On diversity and and inclusion as well, starting um, in our own uh, in our own business, and to make sure that um, we are walking the talk ourselves. But indeed, we also are gonna it's gonna translate into um, you know again in the beginning voluntary asks, which we're gonna firm up later, to mm-hmm. our uh, to our suppliers.
0: I mean. I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I love the fact that this is something that is bold, that you, is definitive, that you're making it voluntary initially. Um, what has the impact of COVID been so far
1: on this mission? I think COVID has has shown uh, shown us that you know resilient supply chains are, are crucial, and that the that not every supply chain that we are currently sourcing from is resilient. Um, So the the traditional way of procurement, um, I think we have to rethink that um, and go from simply pushing down requirements in the supply chain to suppliers all the way to farmers is an approach that is probably not very effective to to build those resilient Mm -hmm. supply chains. So we have to and get into, in most cases, long-term relationships, partnerships, with all the supply chain actors. And, you know, I heard it last week, instead of, you know, calling it a supply chain, call it a supply network. Yeah. Um,
0: what have been your biggest learnings, or, you know, in the last year?
1: I think that, the, yeah, related to, to, you know, two, I would say. So, COVID, I think has, um, has, has has confirmed what we you know what we already thought, but it, uh, it also has shown this to, to other stakeholders within our business that traditional procurement is um, you know is not the way forward, uh, and we have to rethink the way we source our materials and go to more of a partnership uh, mm-hmm. solution. Um, secondly, is that working pre-competitively is um, necessary in order to drive the required change. We we have been as a business, you know, quite inclusive um, a few decades ago, or maybe a decade ago. And now we are opening up and reaching out to our um, to our industry peers to do work together. Um, and again, I think the climate uh, the climate coalition that we build is a good uh, a good illustration of uh, of working pre competitively on a very important topic that matters to you know those businesses but also you know matter to this planet
0: what advice do you give to senior supply chain procurement sourcing leaders who are um, trying to prioritize this and um, you know what, 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 what can what can you tell them what can what
1: advice can you give them <laughs> Good question. Um, I think it starts with a purpose. Um, so the company should have, you know, a purpose that goes beyond um, growing your business and making profit. Um, so it has to be um, you know, mm-hmm. in the DNA of, um, of the company. Secondly, which is an organizational um, element is you know, what works for us, um, as you asked, is to combine the chief sustainability officer with the chief procurement the procurement officer, mm-hmm. because procurement is crucial, I think, for almost every business in in um, uh, making a step change on sustainability and reaching, you know, company sustainability goals. Um, thirdly, you know, reach out, reach out to industry peers, reach out to suppliers reach out to farmers and start a dialogue Um, instead of what we have tried as an industry, which is standardization, certification, and pushing that down the supply chain. You know, I think we can safely conclude that that was not a very effective way of driving change. What,
0: um, you know, what an exciting journey that you're you're on. Is there anything that you think that you you know, any exciting things ahead for you, you know, for the next year? What do you think that's going to look like? What are
1: you going to be focusing on? Uh, we as a business, um, you know, are going to continue to focus beyond, you know, the, uh, you know, the social issues, you know, climate, uh, climate action, reducing our carbon footprint is going to be a key topic. Um, it's, you know, complex
0: mm-hmm. because there are no easy
1: fixes. Um, and yes, we will have to offset you know, part of our carbon footprint. You know, Our challenge will be how to reduce the reliance on offsets and what can we do in our own business through recipe changes? What can we do together with our suppliers and farmers to grow materials in a more you know, environmental friendly, carbon low way? And the combination of the two um, will help us to um, you know, to reduce the carbon footprint and gradually um, uh, minimize the reliance on offsets.
0: Luke, I want to thank you for being here and chatting with us. We're very, you know, again, I'm I i congratulate you on this coalition that you're that you're building because it is clearly something that's going to be changing the game for not just Mars but for uh, a bunch of other organizations. And like you said, doing it because we have no choice. Uh, we we have no choice. So, uh, Luke, good luck. Thank you very much. And hopefully we'll see you again very soon. It would uh, would be my pleasure. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much. And for those of you watching, we'll catch you at the next one. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye.